0: Previously on my best friend's journal.
1: So we're staying in this Airbnb and I, I pulled this book off the bookshelf this morning while I was waiting for you. It's called a guide to getting it on. And it's just this huge book about all things sex related. Ah, oh, fun. I was raised incredibly conservative, going to church three times a week. Uh, yeah. Very much the town from Footloose is where I came <laughs> up. I never coped with those things properly. I started going to therapy actually because they were coming to visit and I didn't know how to deal with it. My friend Dwayne. He is um, maybe the number one pop culture gay in my life. He modeled the entirety of the Golden Girls set.
0: My dad's side used to have a family reunion every year. Um, I
1: haven't had a
0: reunion with them since they elected Donald Trump.
1: Apparently, everyone's pissed at me for leaving quickly in San Diego. I think I ghosted the whole chip again. (laughs) Um... (laughs) woke up to police slash detectives in my house with a search warrant for dad. My
0: mom is freaking out. She's like, God, I hope he doesn't go to prison. That tune changed. (laughs) She's Uh like, go to
1: prison and stay there. (laughs) Lock him up. (laughs) Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? Don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast.
0: good afternoon Cameron hi Mike how are you oh
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't that's actually why I asked <laughs> I'm good and how are you I'm fine thanks I was just sitting here waiting for you to call and I've been reading about cowper's glands do you know what cowper's glands are I'm sure I don't but is it from your
0: um your yeah he slowly raises the <laughs> the strange sex book that was left in that Airbnb
1: why are you still reading that <laughs> Well, because it sits next to my computer now, and uh, you know, if you are late to record, then you're gonna get a definition that you didn't know that you needed. Are you ready? Okay, Cowper's gland. Hit me up. Cowper's glands are tiny structures near the urethra inside the base of the penis, which produce the clear, silky drops of fluid known as pre-cum. Huh. I did not know that. Pre-cum can't be the technical term for that. It is seminal fluid. Oh, you're right. Look that up. you're so bossy <laughs> pre-ejaculate is what it's called or pre-ejaculatory fluid
0: oh man look at all that pre-ejaculatory fluid so hot <laughs>
1: oh gross my dick has been glued to the inside of my tidy whiteies thanks to pre-ejaculate <laughs> okay Forgetting forgetting the exchange of pre-ejaculate for pre-com,
0: how often do you say my dick has been glued to the inside of my tidy whiteies? Not very, but... It
1: happens. You just don't say it. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you know, one one does remember being a, a horny young person who is just constantly... Horny drip young drip person? Dropping. My underwear still gets glued to my dick. It's such a painful <laughs> little... You, it
0: absolutely happens all the time. You have to rip it off.
1: How often are you walking around with such a raging erection that you're pre-cumbing your pants? <laughs> not we very are minutes <laughs> minutes um, into this recording. Sometimes
0: there's leftovers after you've come and you don't realize they're oh, still there. That's not
1: that's not the same thing.
0: It is just a sticky and it, it does the same I job. Know, it glues my penis that's, to
1: my underwear. That would be post-cum, I think. Post ejaculatory. <laughs> <fluid. laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, yikes! Indeed. Oh, that really sets a tone. It does. Um, this book is a dangerous, a dangerous edition. Although you know, it is—it's a, a quick way to get us just right into our um, our sweet spot of talking about penises and things that come out of them, <laughs> <laughs> which
0: is hopefully limited to just a couple things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can think of three that are non-worrisome, and probably anything else is not great. <laughs> anyway, Mike, how the hell are you? What's been up since last you spoke? Well,
0: I talked to my mom about um, some of the details from last week's episode, some things she had either like forgotten or I guess just never knew, um, and she was like, strangely eating it up. She was like, "Oh, more, tell me more," and I was like, uh, "What?" I was like, "I don't really want to. I'm kind of oh, exhausted
1: by listening to it." So she's in. The well, I guess she's past the grieving process. She's now into the like, like soap opera of it all. Is of her own life. Is that you know what fair to say? She just had to like deal for so long with so much shit
0: and didn't really have time to like, you know, really feel it all. I guess I don't know. She, I think perhaps just reliving some of these stories about her ex husband is offering a bit of catharsis. Yeah. In fact, remember that message we were talking about that I got from uh that man, <laughs> your father. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> didn't want to give him the dignity of saying you, that anymore. You
1: <laughs> won't call him
0: dad anymore. I told her about that message she sent and she was like, oh, send it to me. I was like, no, it's just dramatic. There's no need. She's like, come on, please. I was like, mom,
1: <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> she's she's begging to be let in. Um, yeah, she's did itching you for it? Um,
0: no, I was like, okay. we trust me. She's like, it'll be fun. I was like, it's not fun. Like, no, I, no, I'm happy you're in a good
1: place. But like, we need to also respect <laughs> the fact that this is still in some way traumatic for you because it is your father. Even if it doesn't feel outright traumatic, it's not great. No. Like to revel in it.
0: I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is actually kind of something else I've been thinking about. So I got another message from some family inviting me to a family reunion. And we've talked about those on here before. Is this dad's um, side? It is dad's side, which is also a lot of the
1: Trump mm. side. Um, oh, yikes. And There's a lot of things to unpack there. A
0: lot to unpack. It's very complicated for a whole lot of reasons, not the least of which... Is the Trumpness or the fact that nobody speaks to my father, but we're all on different sides about different things? It's a real mess. Anyway, I got like a very sweet message from an uncle, and he was like, We're having this little mini reunion and we'd love to see you. If you want to come, um, just let us know, like up to you, no pressure kind of thing. He said, We won't talk about politics. He oh, promised me. Make- this is a sweet message from a
1: Trumpy uncle? Yeah. Wow. Um, Honestly, a little rare in an election year to have someone reach across and be like, we don't have to talk about politics. We just want to see you knowing full well that you feel very differently than they do.
0: I know that's that's like part of this, you know, complication. I'm like, that was very sweet. And I I always knew him and a lot of my family to be very sweet great people it just you know 2016 revealed a lot of ugliness that i was not prepared for but anyway sure there is something funny about um him promising no politics and i'm like you can promise that all you want i don't think i can promise
1: that when i hear something (laughs) offensive and you're like
0: "Mm, okay
1: (laughs) Uh, okay just real quick (laughs) mike cartwheels into the room interjects and then cartwheels backwards I wish I had those skills.
0: I'm just figuring out what to do there. Um, Are you going to go? I don't know yet. Um, actually, very conveniently, I have, I'm have. i working out a schedule for some projects I'm working on at the moment, so I, I don't know whether I'm available or not anyway. So I was like, perfect. That's a great excuse while I think about it. Great.
1: It is. It's so hard to navigate that, um, those moments. So I've I definitely, we've talked about this before, about my tri- uncle who once said that he wanted to be cremated and put into the A bomb that was dropped on Obama. I probably said it mm-hmm. multiple times because it's one of the most hateful things I've ever heard come out of some like a family member's mouth. Um, and it was in a moment where we were like sitting around, like talking about my grandfather who just passed away or who was about to i can't remember he was either very sick and about to pass away or he had just passed away anyway it was a very like serious sweet family moment i was connecting with these like my aunt and uncle who i haven't seen in years and years and years and it just felt like we were having like kind of a sweet moment and they were very nice to me very kind to me like they always were growing up exactly how i remembered them and then something so hateful came out of his mouth like that and i was like how are these two things living in the like in the same moment you know like yeah. you're being a sweet kind family member who's treating me like a beloved nephew and at the same time you're just spewing hatred that comes across as incredibly racist that yeah. is incredibly racist because i know what his motivators are there even if you would never say it outright but it's like how how are these things existing at the same time it's really hard to level with and that's kind of what i think of it as, like being at a at a uh, uh, almost said trip rally family reunion <laughs> That's what I like. was
0: going to interject with in my head, too. Why? It feels like that, honestly. Um, all your... <laughs> You're your, just going to go hang out at a probably tr- with your sweet uncle. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, you know, so both of us have tossed the word sweet and nice and kind around, but, like,
1: to quote Into the Woods... Nice is different than good. Yeah. I love that you just quoted Sondheim to me, giving me life. Did you pre-ejaculatory fluid at all? <laughs> know what i'm going to post ejaculatory fluid after this (laughs) so guess what that
0: means (laughs) it's crystal clear (laughs) um so anyway i got to figure out what to do about all
1: that um do you ever go to family reunions uh absolutely not i do not get invited to those things my dad's side does one every year on the fourth of july and um it used to be my least favorite thing in the world to go to so dodging bullets you know these past 15 years or so on that front um however i am uh I am dealing with some family stuff of my own. I I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm feeling very anxious about an upcoming trip back home to Indiana where I grew up. Um, I've been promising my mom that we'd come home before we moved to Australia. Um, and even though that's not happening anytime soon, we're still in the Midwest. And I'm still close enough that I could get there within like a pretty easy drive. So I feel kind of obligated to go. Um, and I, I generally am... I, I generally have a pretty good time when i see my parents we've kind of like as i said before we've kind of reached this like detente in our relationship where we just are we're i don't know if it's a detente or if it's an impasse but whatever it is like we just (laughs) we just don't really i can't help you there because i don't know what the fuck a detente is (laughs) i just was like whatever (laughs) i'll get it from context clues (laughs) uh a detente, as defined by Google, is the easing of hostility or strained relations, especially between countries. So it's like a, it's just like an easing of, uh, easing of h- hostilities, like uh, like. So kind of it's like a defined
0: as an easing of hostilities. So it's kind of, it's like an easing of hostilities, you know. <laughs>
1: was gonna try to describe it in my own words I'm like why though why would I why would I try to do that in any uh, like try to better define it uh you get it um yeah I'm there now that's what a detente is so I don't know exactly what I would call it between but I, I guess that's a really apt way to say it actually because it is. We haven't agreed on anything, but we are not as hostile as we used to be in our interactions. Um, Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are some things that just kind of make it more stressful than others. Um, Peter's coming home with me this time, which uh, I I want him there. But it is it's always a little bit harder because uh, it's just my parents don't know how to deal with him. Uh, Not not him as a person, but like us as a married couple, Mm -hmm. Um, they they don't make it easy or like it's always just a little bit different um and it's we're also going on my birthday weekend which is an accident it just happened to be the one weekend we had free i'm not precious about my birthday but i don't celebrate my birthday with my parents there's something a little bit just depressing i guess about going home and being around your family for your birthday for the first time in 15 years and knowing full well that they're not going to celebrate in any way yeah normally if you were around your family during your birthday you would have a, a birthday celebration or an acknowledgement of some sort, but we will probably not hang out with my parents on my birthday just specifically because it, they won't celebrate it.
0: Would you like if they had a cake and gifts or like, no, no, that, so th- that would
1: feel so awful and so strange? And I'm, I, I, I don't need that to happen. I just feel like that's another elephant in the room, you know what I mean? So it's just like another,
0: yeah, just better to not be there on your day, and yeah, another one altogether
1: another layer of awkwardness um, that to an already like very non-ideal situation. Um, But I feel, I guess more anxious than I typically would this time around for whatever reason, it just feels like it's a little bit heavy on top of me. Um, I I decided for the first time in years to Google like the kind of church that I was raised in and like people that had, so I was raised in the church of Christ, not United church of Christ, but like non-denominational church of Christ. And so I just, uh, I just Googled like X Church of Christ and there is there are support groups. There are subreddits for people that got out of that religion. Like it is it's very like cult adjacent in how they deal with people in that religion. And so when people get out, there's a necessity for communities of people that were raised in a church like mine because it's so insular and it's so um they, like there's a huge proponent of being in the world, not of the world. So like you're very separate from the world outside um, and they pride themselves on that. So when you get outside, it can feel almost like you don't know who you are, who your people are, or where you're allowed to go or who you're allowed to be. Um, and so I was just I went down this whole long subreddit of experiences and, and like things that I was taught as a kid that I've forgotten over 15 years since not going to that church. But it was fascinating. And honestly, pretty freeing to understand just just read other people's words like it felt like I wasn't quite as alone in it I I I want you to know and I I feel like it's important to say that I don't sit in this trauma I've gone to therapy I've done a lot of work to not 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 let this rule my life and and, but it is it is one of those things though that like sometimes I will kind of feel that trauma again. I will feel like re-traumatized about some of the, the things that that happened and that were said and that I was taught. Um and so going back and reading like what some people some people's churches were a lot worse than mine. Some people were horrified at things that I thought were completely normal. It was just fascinating and and honestly, yeah, kind of uh it it kind of leveled me out a little bit just seeing what other people have gone through and other people acknowledging the fact that this is bonkers it was a bonkers way to grow up what
0: things did you think were normal that other people thought were horrifying
1: the way that they taught you um to be like i said before um in the world not of the world like how how um isolating it was like there was a ton of guilt around if we missed a service like we went to church three times a week and if we didn't go we could like be like pulled in by the an elder of the church or a preacher and like talk to about why why are you not at church on a wednesday night when you have things like extracurricular activities at school or like homework or something like that or a job that would keep you from going they were very very controlling about how you spent your time and when the church was gathered you were expected to gather with them and you thought that was normal yeah and i thought that was totally normal and like I was laughing because someone talked about going to summer camp and swimming, and everyone was like, "LOL, you were allowed to swim at summer camp?" And they were like, "No, no, no, no it wasn't co-ed. We weren't crazy." But it's that kind of <laughs> thing. Like I was, th- there was no. Sw- I went to summer camp every year, and there was no swimming because you could never have you could never have mixed swimming. Or girls I'm
0: picturing you in that like those like nineteen twenties style like jumper Uh bathing suits men wore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That would be the only way that would be okay, but those were probably way too tight. You know, no tight clothes, shorts had to be had to touch your knee, girls weren't allowed to wear tank tops, just weirdly religious. And then we would like go to school and pretend like we were super normal, where it just it was just bizarre, bizarre, bizarre way to grow up. Anyway, a couple times a year, I'll get like just feel like my energy is being depleted because I start thinking too much about the complications with my family, and it just really kind of sucks my energy.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you, you said to me before that you and your mom are on this like yo-yo relationship where she sometimes comes close to to getting close to you, but then you know her church gets in the way and. It's complicated, is right.
1: It's so complicated. And I've always said I'd rather have any kind of relationship with my parents than no relationship. But at some point, there is self preservation that kicks in. That's why, after like maybe two and a half, three years ago, I had that was the last time I had a real fight with my mom. And I just said, kind of, I'm done. I'm setting my own personal boundaries, not letting you dictate the boundaries of a relationship anymore. And we've netted out to a place where we kind of know what the other person's boundaries are and I, I i'm okay operating within my safe space but if they do that again or if something else like that comes I, I live in fear that something like that will happen again because if it does and and this is where i'm coming from i like when i with my current anxiety i feel myself just armoring up you know what i mean like i so, so something got a little bit weird with my mom yesterday and all of a sudden i'm throwing up all this armor i'm having fights in my head I'm 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 fighting my side and arguments that we're not even having I you know what I mean like all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like I go down this like very like armored for battle headspace and that's where I was yesterday and then I woke up this morning and I was like Okay, instead of armor I'm going to look for tools. I'm going to try to figure out ways like, okay, if my if if something if we do have to have a hard conversation, what tools do I have at my disposal to deal with my complicated relationship with my parents? What have I learned in therapy? What have I learned by growing up, you know, all these kinds <laughs> mm-hmm. of things? What have I learned from friends that have dealt with complicated relationship with their parents that I can employ in my situation? And that is a much more useful because th- that's just how I am. I I want I want to fix I don't want to fight usually um and so I if you catch me in the wrong moment I will fight with you but generally speaking I want to I want to like come from a place where it's a it's a tool not a weapon that I'm using if that makes sense. It's a very rational way to look at that for a situation that could easily make one feel irrational. Well, as soon as as soon as shit hits the fan, I revert to a screaming 16-year-old, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> Your multi-tool just becomes a bludgeon. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. Right now I like I'm nothing has actually happened, so I feel like okay, I can think about the tools that I would use in the situation. As soon as I start seeing red and I like all the like past trauma of my childhood and my relationship with my parents comes bubbling to the surface then I just I I yell and get emotional so um, I'm gonna try really hard to be, like have a leveled logical response to these things it's a lifelong journey though
0: well let me help get you out of this dark deep anxious place um with some good news okay And it comes in the form of a gayest moment of the week oh thank god
1: <sighs> gay 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 gay
0: I just started a show you've been telling me to start for a millennia and that is Golden Girls. <gasps> Thank,
1: Thank you, you for being a friend.
0: Be a I traveled rain. down the road and back again, but <laughs> but here we are. Um, that That's not in and of itself the gayest moment. The gayest moment is that not only have I started watching it, but it is the only
1: thing that has played on my TV since our last recording. Uh, oh, this explains why I just got an email that said someone logged into my Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> the drama. <laughs> I asked you. <laughs> uh no but now i know why you now i know why you needed my hulu account because you yeah no one needs commercials on that shit i'm so excited for you tell me where you are tell me if you're loving it
0: i watched the first half of season one with the commercials and that's when and there are so many and that's when i messaged you um to ask for your login and now okay so i have to actually do something that might be considered sacrilege but it's what it is the reason i got involved (laughs) got involved in golden girls (laughs) The reason I entered this relationship with those four ladies um, is it's
1: because it's not out of love and respect for my opinion. Um,
0: mm-hmm, yes,
1: <laughs> and um, <laughs> the big gulp. <laughs>
0: um, that was obviously part of it. But also, I have a project I'm working on that involves um, way more Golden Girls knowledge than I have. So I was like, all right, it is now or never. Like, jump what in. What kind of project? It's a, i I'm writing some lyrics for a Golden Girls-themed show. Um, Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, very, very fun. I'm looking forward to it, but I was like, I really need to research this more. Anyway, I'm not going to have time to digest the entirety of that series. So what I did was seek out the help from one of our, I guess, gayest friends. It's hard to (laughs) argue that. Um, Uh. (laughs) He is a Golden Girls fiend, like the... I mean, you know, you recommended him. He is a fanatic. He knows everything. Is this our friend Dwayne um,
1: who three D modeled the entire set just for fun? That's the one. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah.
0: So I messaged him and I was like, "Hey, I've got this like project I'm working on. I need your help. I can't consume it all right now. So like, give me the best of. I need to know the essential Golden Girls collection." He was like, "I got you," um, and he gave <laughs> me like instantly. There was like no lag time. It's as though he had this like copied and ready to paste. Um, <laughs> It <laughs> he gave me a comprehensive list of um all the the must see episodes before I can dive. How into How many project. did he
1: include? Uh,
0: eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. Oh which my is god. Like, that's reasonable. I'm eighteen's mm-hmm. like a, a good a good amount. They're a half hour long. I can
1: no. I uh, I'm just really impressed that he could like he either has put that list together for someone before or he was just like okay episode three oh one in which Dorothy. <laughs>
0: And it like, isn't. It is in season order. He like
1: there's like a couple from season one, it's from season two. He, oh yeah, it's, my god! Good for him. Also, that's a good fucking. And good for right me. There. I'm lucky. I would have been um, like Google
0: it. I know. Well, I did Google it as well. <laughs> Duh. I was like, I can't watch all these right now. So I looked up like top twenty episodes, and there are some similarities between his list and some of those online lists. But the thing is, I needed a curated one because uh-huh. nobody knows. I told him like more details about what I was doing and then he gave me this list. So I felt okay. like it was a, a real service, not just a internet search you know
1: will you hand to god promise that you'll just watch all of them though like eventually
0: yes yes hand to god i promise i will i was like i need to get these in first but then i actually asked him that too i was like so i also need to know if i'm gonna ruin this experience for myself by jumping out of order and he Uh assured me that as long as i watch the first season and like know the characters that it'll be totally fine to be out of order
1: oh my god are you loving it are you
0: having so much fun isn't it amazing it is way ahead of its time Ah, i
1: told you it's it's poo rashes i love it so much (laughs) it is
0: poo rashes um how about you cam any gayest moments to
1: share (gasps) no but i do have a straightest moment so buckle up i hate this shit no (laughs) (laughs) hey it's all my own brand of gayness that occasionally is a uh, butch moment that i want to mention so get over it
0: okay i'm over it tell me about your straightest moment
1: complicated uh, kind of gayness about me would you agree I'm just gonna replay this clip from a couple seconds ago and let you reevaluate that. Ah! I told you! (laughs) Anyway, here's your damn butch theme. Go ahead. Um, so on Sunday evening, um, I needed to do some work on the car, and I needed some help doing that because I don't have any tools here, and I needed a couple sets of hands. And so skills uh, in that area? Are you uh, good at cars? Um, it wasn't like it wasn't anything under the hood. It was like some I I just needed some extra help and um my brother-in-law is very handy. He has a bunch of tools. I asked him if he would be an extra set of hands. Um, and so uh, I was like, I will bring over some beer and we can work on the car in the driveway. And so we did. He and I worked on the car in the driveway. It all was pretty quick work. We made – it was it was good. I, I was happy with how it all turned out. Peter, meanwhile, brought a bottle of wine and he and his sister like went upstairs inside and drank wine while we were out in the driveway like drinking beers and working on the car. And it felt very – just like heteronormative, way, <laughs> I was say that <laughs> in a way that like was extra. Like it would have been very heteronormative if we were heterosexual, but since I'm gay, it just felt like a very like a, a almost subversive act. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> living a, a Midwest fantasy in a very specific kind of way, um, and I enjoyed it. I really love working with my hands. I don't get to do that very often, so uh, even it's though not, it's not what particularly... your husband
0: said, oh
1: okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry to have such a disappointing gayest moment, but I really loved it. So you get what you get, and you don't. Throw Throw a fit, okay?
0: You say that. That's um, and your sister-in-law said that too.
1: That is that a thing? Yeah, I get it from them because that's what they say to their kids. It's like, like I wanted grape jelly. Well, you, we made it with strawberry jelly, and you normally like strawberry jelly, so you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit.
0: <laughs> oh God, I want, I miss those days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> grape jelly? <laughs> you live those days every day of Fuck your you. life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this has been absolutely tragic for a lot of reasons. Should we get into the journal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think it's gonna be any less tragic in there, though? I think it's gonna be just spunky. Ah, no spoilers. That's spunky. I meant pre ejaculatory
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now I know. Don't be scared. Granny is right. Just be prepared. Isn't it nice to know a lot <laughs> and a little bit? Not okay. Listen, it's April nineteenth. It's twenty fifteen. Why are you so aggressive you know with the me? Shit just happened with your dad what else do we need to say
0: you had mentioned a show that i accepted or that i said i was gonna do um with that company that i worked for that i loved oh yeah uh i think that's that's pretty much it yeah uh
1: let's see here you had munch with d munch <laughs> you, you had munch do you know what a munch, you munch is? dlc like a munch yeah like a like going down on someone no it's like a Party related to group sex or something? I gotta look it up. Hold on. It's a low pressure social gathering at a restaurant or pub for those into BDSM, particularly intended for people new to the scene who might be intimidated by a play party. Well, if you don't feel ready for a play party, drop by the munch next weekend and meet some people.
0: How did you find that before me?
1: I'm the faster Googler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you didn't have a munch with DLC, you had a lunch with DLC. Always great to see him. Took Weibo to Walmart. <laughs> fucking her haven. She loves it. She loves Walmart. <laughs> Who loves Walmart? It is the It is the Florida of big box stores. She loves Florida, <laughs> too. Yikes. Uh, okay, well, you took Weibo to Walmart and Thai food with mom and dad. Dad is always smoking pot. Yeah, because he's stressed as fuck. <laughs> also, like, obviously didn't care that he was smoking pot. He never, ever told me or
0: shared with me. This is before I was a big pothead, but... um. I would have cared much less if he was like I'm going to go smoke some pot because I need to calm down as opposed to like yeah. hiding and then trying to convince me you haven't smoked pot when you smell like how pot was, and you look high. How
1: Yeah, okay, well there you go. I was going to say how did you know that he's always smoking pot? Was he always sneaking off and coming back with the red eyes? Yes,
0: well the uh, <laughs> our garage just
1: reeked of weed.
0: I saw his pipes all over the place. I found his weed and I knew that he had weed because the cops were like remember from last episode the cops yeah. were like don't worry you're white <laughs> we won't tell anyone about this weed. Uh
1: uh-huh. direct quote. <laughs> That is so crazy. I just recently found out one of my good girlfriends. Her dad smokes a shit ton of weed, and it just like he's like a dude. T- like I, I don't know. It just like always shocks me when like fucking boomers are out there like smoking a bunch of weed, but then they're also like happy to arrest black people for smoking weed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Like there's I want want to keep the prison system exactly as it is, but they just want to be able to smoke weed in their garage all the time. It just it seems so shocking. It
0: is. The core of the Republican Party, which is hypocrisy. Yeah.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Hot <laughs> take. <laughs> On April 20th... Ah, 420! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo! laughs> you packed for Chicago and got a haircut. Um, you officially turned down that cruise ship uh, after they sent you paperwork. Also said no to Coho's Music Hall Concert.
0: Uh, Coho's is a... Ah. <laughs> What'd you call me? <laughs> uh, Copentihose is... Um, <laughs> why was that
1: funny it wasn't um it is Uh, (laughs) it's
0: another local theater i did like my first professional show there um and i I don't remember what it was but they asked for some concert i got some hot shit now that i'm back in town yeah you are (laughs) and i was like no thank you i'm
1: i'm really busy no really my dad's in a lot of trouble um on april 21st you're in nyc wait i don't understand I you just I'd... packed for chicago and now you're in nyc did i just write chicago uh, we'll find out you're in nyc you failed to rush a show lunch at Francia in midtown east with tara oh hey sis um oh you went up to her office and then you drank at vinyl ah. um I love vinyl.
0: I think I've gone there more than any other place to drink alone. (laughs) It's just, it was lovely. I would sit there by myself and have a Carlos uh, Santana, which was a margarita with a swirl of sangria. And that shit would fuck you up. It was great.
1: Oh, yum. Well, may it rest as a restaurant. You took uh, your friend Moped to Blossom Du Jour. You stayed, drank, smoked pot, and played Mario with her. Started watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. What a gift. Also,
0: thanks, Moped, for getting me into Kimmy Schmidt, because like treat, full treat, you know, and I need full someone treat.
1: So fun. What's better than Titus Burgess in that show? Uh, I don't. There is no answer. Very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on April 22nd, you went into Manhattan with Moped um, Flight to O'Hare. Oh, here you go. There we you go. Did pack for Chicago. Uber to Aurora. Why did you go to Aurora? Were you auditioning?
0: Oh no, I wouldn't fly to fucking Aurora for an audition. Um, <laughs> actually, I oh, went to go I, see I might, Hannah. I went to see Hannah in Les Mis.
1: Yep. Oh, was she out at Paramount? Yes. Uh, okay that's why that's why i thought maybe you went to an audition because there's a really good theater out that way um so you ubered out there you're staying at the candlewood suites in case anyone cares you and i stayed at one of those recently by the way you know how we had a uh, very bad luck with best, best westerns on the trip yeah we only did the one and then didn't trust them again yeah well we passed a really nice one and stated a really shitty one <laughs> we're like why are these so disparate apparently they're a franchise you just pay to use the name best western there's absolutely no corporate like uh level setting across the whole like there's no there's no no um bar set by the corporate you just pay a certain amount of money like a franchise to use the best western name so you could get a really nice hotel like roadside hotel or you could get a real shit one and we gambled and lost if you will <laughs>
0: sure did we shot our pants yeah. on that one um
1: <laughs> narrowly avoided COVID 19 <laughs> narrowly have you ever used nair did i ever use nair no i've never used a debilitory cream of any kind is that what it's depilatory called depilatory cream depilatory it's- i think so smells awful and just
0: literally burns your hair off i was very obsessed with removing my chest hair for the longest time and then i was like i have oh, chest hair it's fine love chest hair prefer it actually i um, do on my body now i don't know it looks different on like a
1: young 20s than it does on a young 30s interesting nair on your chest hair um and then you ordered pizza and got high with hannah so two nights in a row you're getting high with besties well apple doesn't fall far from the tree it sure doesn't <laughs> also i think are are we in the the early parts of your true pothead days because i'm about to read another <laughs> another entry in which you um, smoke weed
0: we are not i i've like smoked since high school but rarely like maybe a couple times a year i don't know just a heavy week but i the real beginning of that i think is in another year i do a show in sarasota florida and that is where i begin being a massive pothead. Okay.
1: All right. So on the 23rd, you have dinner at a Mexican place with Vegas lady. Oh, my God. That wasn't a long time. I know. Did so she quick. live in Chicago? She thought she lived in Vegas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she does now. Um, yeah, she lived in... Or I think she's got family in Chicago. But anyway, we got to see each other, and it was
1: lovely. I don't know whether or not I had to apologize for my abrupt exit, but um, I think we had well, a it good seems time. seems like you had already made peace, because you said had so much fun, then saw Hannah and Les Miz at the Paramount, went to... <laughs> It says went to Buff Wild and I think that's Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, but just uh, what what song am I thinking of? I, I grew up Buck Wild. Oh, it's Hamilton.
0: <laughs> so this is the first time I'm eating a meal out with someone who's like known me forever as a non-vegan, and so I'm like testing the testing my commitment to that. And I'm like, you know what? Do whatever you want. E- eat up eat something not vegan and see how you feel. And I feel like she uh, encouraged that. <laughs> oh uh yeah absolutely i <laughs> bet she did i would have <laughs> she hates it and she's i think she's fine nowadays but back then she's like don't be vegan come on
1: <laughs> just so bummed out by it the whole time uh well you went you went to buff wild uh with hannah and smoked a little so there we are could have been anything though cigarettes meth we don't know we'll never know it was math on, on the 24th Breakfast in Geneva with Hannah. Saw Le again. Hannah's great. Oh, you do you do remember this well? Went to Buffalo Wild Wings again after. Wow, trash. Had chicken and felt bad about it. Want to oh. continue vegan?
0: Oh, okay, I guess I got my answer. Um, yeah.
1: Why did you go to Buffalo Wild Wings two nights in a row? That's I rough, dude.
0: Guess because we're in Aurora.
1: Like, <laughs> what else? Oh yeah, fair. Maybe there just weren't a lot of options. On the twenty fifth, you said goodbye to Hannah's mom and took a flight to NYC from O'Hare. You bought ticks to something rotten on the plane. That was a waste. Oh. No. Was it so was it truly something rotten?
0: No, actually, it's like pretty entertaining. It's a waste because I eventually start ushering some Broadway shows and I have seen oh. something rotten about 800 <laughs> times.
1: That was a waste. I thought you <laughs> thought you were disparaging the show for sure. No,
0: it's actually pretty. It's like good for what it is. It's good if you have All like right. a very full knowledge of musical theater because it relies
1: on a lot of um references yeah a lot of references um you ate at mexico awesome with Aaron. Mm-hmm. and then you saw the show it was good on the 26th you went to artist market coffee place breakfast place um champs jr which is a vegan place. Oh,
0: love champs so good it's a diner <laughs> that was my hardest um adjustment was breakfast foods because i was just like an egg fiend um and there's not really a replacement for eggs there kind of is now but at that time there wasn't um and champs is like a diner like a greasy spoon diner sort of situation not like uh-huh. a lot of times when you get vegan breakfast it's like oatmeal and fruit and i want like something dirty you know and this is that yeah
1: it's great truly do uh well you said you also went to the park i love nyc and greenpoint ate an omelet to see i don't need animal products how many times Called gonna... for jury but wasn't needed <laughs> can i just test that every day then you're just you're just gonna yeah you're really shitty vegan you're like i'm just gonna see if i want to still be vegan by eating animal products okay the steak is a no but give me the ribs and we'll see oh <laughs> uh, that's My pretty God. funny actually it's a journey uh, it is a journey on the 27th, you did nothing all day. Got to call again tomorrow for jury jury duty. Um, Didn't watch Drag Race because I felt uncomfortable watching it with Dad. Oh. Oh. Huh. Would you watch it with him today? Yeah. <laughs> we got plans later. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time that I was in the hospital for a disease that we still don't know what happened uh, in my senior year of high school? And I was, like, very, like, deathly ill. and I, But I was recovering. And Will and Grace was on. But this was after... I was outed to my parents, but before I came out for the second time, so they thought I was like better. Um, and there was, I remember it so well. It was when Grace is dating Woody Harrelson and Karen buys him a motorcycle for his birthday. Uh, and he says the line, nothing like jumping on your hog and ride it till your butt gets tired. And Jack goes, you're preaching to the choir. Okay. <laughs> And that line, it was so funny, but my dad was in the room and it was so awkward. He just like awkwardly shuffled the TV and turned it off. Just (gasps) like, we can't have butt sex jokes. Like, absolutely not. And I was like, oh, Oh, you made it so much worse. God. Oh, yeah.
0: Just pretend you didn't hear it or you didn't get it. or Oh, damn. Uh, That's uncomfortable. You know what? It was so uncomfortable. I really didn't like get the impression my dad was a homophobe for the most part at this point in my life, but um, I just for whatever reason felt uncomfortable. I really couldn't put a finger on it. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> even though you had put a few fingers
0: on, it. <laughs> even though I put several fingers in it, in it. Um, <laughs> it just nothing feels gayer than fucking watching drag Race.
1: No, and there's also something very I don't know. Some families are better at this than the others than others, but um, if you grew up with any kind of um. I don't even want to say conservatism, but any kind of like shame around sex or like limits about what you could talk about in your family. There's nothing more uncomfortable than being a captive audience uh, to a TV show or a movie where it's just really, it's it it like gets into that inappropriate area, like mm-hmm. something that would be inappropriate in your family. Like uh, I remember one time I was at my grandparents' house and we were watching boy meets world. Uh, and this was boy meets world. Me and my sister, I think were spending the night at their house And uh, this was, like, the later years when they were in college, and there was this episode where they had, in their college dorm, they had a co-ed dorm, and they were talking about putting a rubber band on the doorknob if you were getting busy. And my grandparents the next day called my parents and were like, what are you letting your kids watch? This is filth. (laughs) But but I just remember, like, I was sinking into the couch because I could just feel my grandparents being so uncomfortable, like, with this, you know, this— this young people's programming about sex and college unmarried unwed <laughs> <Shocking>. <laughs> unwed sexual relations yeah wow. and a co-ed bathroom can you imagine can you even girls oh, and yeah. towels topanga asked him to marry her uh can you well that she's a whore <laughs> she's a whore named after a canyon um i read something <laughs> did it hurt you period Maybe it was Golden Girls. Someone. You no, know, that, that was watching, not reading. Oh, that's not. The... OK, then I've never actually read. <laughs> OK. <laughs>
0: um, Someone like very offensive. I mean, it's never not offensive. Someone used the word whore and it
1: like wasn't. It was probably um... Golden Girls. They call Blanche a whore and a slut very regularly. <laughs> I don't know. I
0: was very I was taken aback by that. I was like, like oh, oh, my. We don't say that.
1: <laughs> <sighs> anyway, where were we? Where were we? Indeed. Oh, you were uh, not watching Drag Race with your father. Drag Race. Um, You talked to oh, you talked to your old dance captain about San Diego, then chatted for over three hours. What about San Diego? Oh. I don't know. You tell me. I
0: think about what I did in San Diego.
1: <laughs> Left them. Oh, about you being a real dickbag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you apologized, or at least talked to her about it. Um, on the 28th, you read through and learned some footprints on the moon
0: yeah it's a a actually kind of cute kids show about uh the moon landing
1: this is a show you're about to go do
0: yeah the show's called footprints on the moon yeah oh that's cute it's adorable it was very fun it was short quick painless it was like just at elementary schools a cute little way to educate about the whole space race i played a a russian named ivan (laughs) oh is that where this (laughs) accent comes from i don't know i played like 12 characters and
1: that was one of them (laughs) that's amazing um oh here we go Figuring out what to do with my life. If we could just clock the number of times you've written that journal entry. I've.
0: You know what, friends? You're going to be writing it for the rest of time, probably. I'm talking to myself. Friends? Not you.
1: You're not my friend. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, on April 29th, updated my resume and website. Talked to your brother about where I'm going to live and...
0: So that's the last time I updated my website, by the way.
1: Okay. <laughs> 2015. And then you talked to your friend Amy for a little bit. Who just got engaged. Shout out, oh, Amy. really? Yeah. Oh,
0: I hope I can oh, say that. Well, fuck it. I'm saying it.
1: Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Has she announced it on social media? Yeah, I can say it. Then you can say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my
0: God. She hates you so much. Are you going to be in the wedding? Yeah, she told me I'm singing, and I said, over my dead body.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, You're singing the theme song to the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've prepared something special for this occasion. (laughs) (laughs) Five years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She like tackles you in her wedding dress.
0: Oh, it'd be great. Gorgeous.
1: Just really, really special for the occasion. Um, on the thirtieth of April you did a radio call in the morning. X to O bakery in Troy with Vanessa. Well, she doesn't exist. What <laughs> she is does. Troy? I've seen her recently. <laughs> um we're reunited and it feels so good. What's X to O bakery and where is Troy?
0: Troy is um the Brooklyn of upstate New York. It's <laughs> it's like a little No old... it's not. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> um it is a little town in the Albany area. Um, super cute. Upstate
1: New York to me is like a huge vast wonderland where everything is like either the Rockaways or the Berkshires or the Hamptons. The Berkshires. And I know the Hamptons are long Island
0: <laughs> and the Berkshires are Massachusetts. Are they really? Yeah, they're very close, but they're not New York.
1: Oh yeah. Well, see, this is what happens when you don't grow up on the East coast. It's very confusing to everyone else anyway. Um, and then you submitted to another theater and then you, what does this say? Nail with dad in N A I L.
0: No, that's nailed to dad. We were also having a weird, um, <laughs> You love to make family sex jokes. I do. There's no line I won't cross. Um, <laughs> the nail is a is the Rusty Nail. It is a like local dive bar um, that is just generally everyone's watering hole up there. Oh, okay. It's the local? It's the local. Like, like, it was 20 minutes away. It's not that local to us, but nothing was.
1: Ah, so everyone's driving drunk from there is what you're telling me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably,
1: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I hear when I think like it's our local bar and it's 20 minutes away. I'm like, "Oh, cool. So no one's going there for one responsible beer and then driving home." It is all, like dive or like a local bar where people have to travel to it. It always really bothers me because I'm like, this is this is never good. Like every night of the week people are driving drunk from that place. There is a weird Irish bar here in Des Moines in like the middle of a parking lot of a strip mall, and I'm like, there is no way in which someone and it looks very divy like like a place where people would go and just like get hammered you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you can just a place has a look I'm like but there's no way everyone isn't driving to this bar because it's not near anything it's in the middle of a strip mall not next to a neighborhood like that is just i i refuse to believe that it is not a situation where people are driving drunk home from this every single night because it's like a it may as well be like a bar in a suburb like it's it, it's so it's Honestly, so strange to me
0: one of the reasons i missed a city like i don't You know, I don't drink all that much, but like i like to know that if I go to a bar, I can drink as much as I want to and not worry about it because I can walk home or take a bus or whatever.
1: Yes, 100 percent. And that like in the age of Uber, like people of our generation, that is a little bit less of an issue. If you're in a place that, you know, if you want to go out and drink and you don't want to drive home, you can Uber in most cities. But that's not how people in generations above us think about that. They're like, "Eh, I'll I'll stop drinking an hour before we leave. It'll be fine. Like, First of all, no, you won't. And second of all, like you don't sober up that quick, Janet. (laughs) janet
0: well the longer people um do that consequence free the more confident they feel to do that so like you get away with it for 20 years you're like i'm fine i've had 10 drinks and driven home i haven't hit anyone or been caught and then you know you will
1: you and i used to know a man uh who shall remain nameless who loved to talk about that he proudly would drive to the bar with a beer in his cup holder I have a bunch of people in his van and say, I've never once gotten pulled over, but all this time, like I've been doing this for enough years now that even if I got a DUI, that would be cheaper than all the taxis I would have paid for. And that's why he drove drunk. <sighs> that crazy bottom line, it's only about money. Not that he was going to hurt people. He was also a heavy drinker. This is someone I knew in my early 20s. And I was like, "Uh, you're older than me. And I still know this is a really bad idea. <laughs> it's like crazy. I mean, it really it really tells you who a person is. Like the the fact that you're going to proudly do that and talk loudly about that you're proudly doing that. It's like, that is so blatant. It's so brazen. You have to be a certain kind, usually of straight white man, who's willing to be like, I've never had a consequence for anything in my life. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and scream from the rooftops that I break the law. I, I will spit say- spit in the face of authority. <laughs> that man is now in law enforcement, which
0: yeah. uh-huh, 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 should uh-huh, be shocking. Uh-huh. But like you said, when you come from that kind of privilege, it's just, it's not
1: surprising. That is a- uh, yeah, it's it's a special kind of confidence that comes from a special kind of upbringing experience. Yeah. Maybe not even upbringing, but experience in this world.
0: And the risks are lower for them. Sure are.
1: Uh, so on May first, uh, you took mom's car from Coles. Uh, this is a boring day. You went to Macy's and Coles. You got a uh, shower gift. Doing the mom circuit. Hung out with H- Hannah. And then you made Oreo truffles Uh, delicious. I could go for an Oreo truffle right this fucking minute. Oh,
0: so yummy and so easy. You just blend any cream cheese you like with some Oreos. You roll them in little balls. Then you roll that in some uh, melted chocolate. And there you have yourself an Oreo truffle. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I want that. It's a cake pop without the stick. Give me that. On (laughs) May 2nd, you were... Oh, you went to a bridal shower. Gross. Sorry, whoever this is, but no one wants to go to a bridal shower, especially not a man. Um, Here's my deal. I don't want to go to your bridal shower if I'm the only man that's going to be there because I'm your gay friend. I Agreed. don't want to be the token there. If it's like a couple shower or something, I'm happy to go celebrate you. That's fun for you. Like if you're my dear friend. Also, that's not for ancillary friends. It's for best friends and family. So these are my parameters around that. I have like I don't want to go if you are Not one of my dearest friends. And I don't want to go if you're only inviting me because I'm gay. Definitely the gay part. Um, I
0: think I've only gone to very dear friends, but yeah, that's a, you're right. It's a very quick way to feel tokenized on May
1: 3rd. You, you brought mom iced tea at Kohl's. That's sweet. I'm just going to run you a drink over. You're a good son. I am a good son. Um, you looked at your new script a little. You're not taking that too seriously, but that's usually how this goes. Uh, made chocolate-covered strawberries, mostly bored at home. Would like to buy a house. Cruise would help that, dot, dot, dot. Ah! <laughs> i to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> you turned one down three days ago! Uh, three days least, ago!
0: Uh, I can't. I can't. Quit close the book that's okay. enough
1: um <laughs> yeah gladly i'm pissed at, at you for this back and forth turn down the cruise ship two days later man a cruise ship would really help me buy a house it'll also help you rip your fucking brain out and throw it in the ocean <laughs> it's tough to do really tough to do it would be oh my god sir <laughs> yeah i don't know how to tell you she doesn't know what she wants oh all right well on that fucking note <laughs> Cheery. Uh, Did I I help you get
0: out of your anxious mood?
1: (laughs) You really did, actually. It was nice to escape into your life for a while. It's almost like escaping into a role on the stage.
0: (laughs) Reprising the role of Mare Shin. Okay. um,
1: Did we hear from any listeners this week, Mikael? We
0: did. We heard from uh, Ben on Instagram. He said... Just getting through the latest episode and hearing you mention the words fanny pack, which is Australian slang for vagina, made me giggle uncontrollably. (laughs) Us two. Um, (laughs) Then again, we call them bum bags. (laughs) So I guess we aren't one to judge. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Hope the new home is, is going amazingly. Oh, that's sweet. It is sweet. It always makes me giggle, too, because all I can think of is like someone, you know, like going to a different country and be like, hey, would you throw me my pussy pack? <laughs> like, that just seems really inappropriate, honestly. <laughs> I mean, bum bag is, is something in and of itself. I like bum bag. I think it's cute. All right, Mike. If people want more of My Best Friend's Journal, where can they find us? They can find us on
0: Instagram uh, at mbfj podcast. They can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com or check out our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. We always love to hear from you
1: absolutely rate review subscribe on itunes as always and until next time always remember
0: the cowper's gland glue on your dick to your <laughs> gluing your dick to your underwear since 19 <laughs> i don't know whenever whenever hanes started or fruit loom i guess a long time <laughs> it's gluing your dick all right <laughs> since knit underwear was a thing <laughs> gross you know the feeling <laughs> rip that off anyway bye <laughs> you know the feeling